0: Hey friend, welcome back to a brand new episode of the A Wife Like Me podcast. I'm Amanda Davison. I'm the founder here at A Wife Like Me, and it is my joy to be with you each and every week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing this with a friend, and thank you for leaving a review. Those reviews help other wives find truth, find encouragement as she is navigating her own marriage and her own faith. So thank you for helping her out. We have a friend with us today. If you haven't met her yet, now you're going to. She's Becky Larsson. She's a licensed professional counselor and the founder of I O Me. That's I O Me instead of I O U. And her practice of counselors, they are focused on offering guilt-free self-care, and they are incredible. You can see all of their resources and find Becky over at I O Me now. Com. But what Becky's going to share with us today is something really important, and it's about owning your part in whatever that is, but specifically in miscommunication, in communication within your marriage. So she's going to share, and then I'm going to uh, also share a little bit at the end on something that I recently shared at a bridal shower that I want to share with you too on this topic. So let's dive in and listen in on Becky, and then um, I'll be back at the end.
1: Okay, so I thought I would start this conversation with a quote by C.S. Lewis, and it goes like this. Love is a deep unity maintained by the will and deliberately strengthened by habit, reinforced by the grace with with which both parties ask and receive from God. They can have this love for each other even at those moments when they do not like each other. So when I was asked, and I'm so grateful that I was to share this message with you today, and the the title of it is to own your part, right? To be able to own your part and understand when miscommunication um, has you discouraged, to understand how to overcome that, And I love this quote because it is, love is deep and love is and able to be maintained and strengthened, right? And it can be reinforced when both partners ask and receive from God. And so I thought that was a great way to start this conversation of owning your part in the overall wellness of your Marriage of your relationship, and I think Brene Brown says it really, really well. And she quotes that you cannot, right? That we cannot give to others what we do not have. And this is my soapbox, okay? This is something that I am crazy passionate about, and I, in fact, developed my entire business model basically living that, that we cannot pour from an empty cup, that we cannot give what we don't first have for ourselves. And that I think is the biggest piece of this puzzle. When we talk about owning your part is to know what can you do as the individual, as the woman, as the wife, as the partner, what can you do to be your best in order to allow a space for him to be his best as well. And and I know that sounds a little bit maybe uh, painful, right? Because if, if you are like me where you've been in those moments of frustration or hopelessness or anger or even resentment and you're frustrated because it doesn't seem like your partner is as, as willing to commit to the work that needs to be done, right? Um, I know that that can be really hard to think that Um, we have to keep doing more. And I know, I know. So I hear that. And I want to give you space to be able to feel and to recognize and to honor that frustration. But I'm going to challenge you further because I know from my personal story that once you are able to work through that resentment, work through that frustration, through that hopelessness and focus inwardly and focus on your relationship with yourself and your relationship with God, then you would be able to be in a place to fully listen and fully help and give and receive um, from from your partner. Okay, so a little bit more about me. I think it's important to understand um, a little more about my story before, uh, so that way you know how, how to receive the information, right? I think that's an important piece of this puzzle. And um, so like mentioned, I am a licensed counselor. I'm married to a very handsome cowboy, Tyler, and I'm a mama of two beautiful girls, Briar, who is six in Bristol, who is almost two. And we have this beautiful country lifestyle out here in just Northern Colorado um, with our horses and a goat who thinks he's a dog. It's really quite hilarious. <laughs> and um, And yeah, we really love this life that we're getting to create here. But I was at that broken place, right? I was out at that place of burnout, of hopelessness, of frustration, of resentment. And I want to tell you how I was able to overcome that um, and through my journey and and really truly what has created me to, uh, what has led me to create this business called IOMI. And so I was freshly graduated with my master's degree i my husband and I decided to move back up here because I got my master's down in Texas. We moved back up here to Colorado and I landed what I thought was the dream job. I'm inserting air quotes, okay. I thought I'd landed that dream job um and it was good. it was really good. It was exactly what I wanted what I thought I wanted what I needed at that time in my life in that season. And little did I know how severely I would be burnt out. And within three years of being a licensed counselor working for this group practice, I was completely burnt out. And that's when I hit my breaking point. And I am sorry to disappoint you that my breaking point is not dramatic. It's not even exciting. And in fact, it's really quite boring. My breaking point was that I was living life on autopilot, that I was just clocking in, clocking out, living this mundane lifestyle, right? And I finally started to recognize just how much that breaking point was impacting my my husband And my first daughter at the time, she was uh, our only daughter at that time. I was realizing how much it was impacting them, that I was bringing home my work stress, that I was taking my home stress to work, that I was um, just at a place where I wasn't being me. And that's when I realized something had to shift when I knew that I wasn't the happy girl that I used to be, the the one that would go on a last minute road trip um, to a rodeo in Manhattan, Kansas with a boy who's now my husband, or the me that would you know dance on tables, sing karaoke. I was always fully clothed, okay, but but I was just this free spirit girl that would that was just loving life. And when I look back on this season, right after I had my first daughter, when I was really suffering from burnout, I wasn't that girl. I missed that girl. I missed the person who my husband fell in love with, right? And so, through a lot of trial and tribulation, and a lot of tears, and a lot of fr- frustration, a lot of therapy a lot of self-care i finally realized that it came to it came down to me it came down to my relationship with myself and then that's actually when i started to to develop a relationship with god as well and that's what i needed it wasn't, it wasn't that I needed something from my husband. It wasn't that I needed something from my kid or something from my job. It was truly that I needed something from me. So I needed to take a timeout. I needed to look in and look up, right? And start to ask myself, why? Why am I struggling? What? What am I sad about? What am I feeling hopeless about? And it was because I just had become so disconnected with who I am. And so that's when I truly started to implement consistent and regular self-care. And this is, again, one of those soapbox of mine is to make sure that we are giving ourselves enough quality self-care and filling our cups so that way we have enough to give to others. One of our quotes within IOMI is, you deserve the best because your loved ones deserve the best of you, not what's left of you. My loved ones at that time was getting what was left of me. They were just getting the leftovers. And so finally I started to implement quality self-care. And I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what the heck that means because I know if you're like anything like me, you hear self-care and you think, wah wah, you know, I don't have the money for a spa trip. I don't have the time to be able to take off. I don't have I don't like to drink wine and take bubble baths, right? That's not the quality self-care I'm talking about. So I think it's important that we first identify the difference between self-care and self-indulgence. So self-indulgence is characterized by doing or tending to do exactly what one wants. This is lacking control. Right. It's your instant pleasures. It's your quick fixes. It's the, um, scrolling mindlessly on social media for hours, the binge watching your Netflix series, the, um, overeating, the self medicating. It's those things that are feeling good in the moment, but it's the stuff that's going to drain you over time. Right. You and I both know how miserable we can feel if we sat there and and scrolled on social media for an hour. And then there's the quality self care the definition of self-care is to take a active role to take an active role in protecting your own well-being and happiness and that's what i needed to do and that's what i finally started to do was protect my happiness protect my own well-being and so those are going to be a little more challenging right those are not the quick fixes it's the it's a little more uncomfortable right it's going to be waking up an hour early before the kids wake up have your devotional time, read your Bible. Sure. That's going to be a little challenging, right? Not to hit that snooze button, but it's going to be the thing that's adding so much value to you. It's going to be going to counseling. It's a little uncomfortable, right? It's a little challenging. You have to come up with finances and resources and schedule the time, but it's the thing that's going to add so much value to you. So my challenge for you when it comes to owning your part in your relationship and especially in that communication piece is to look within, look at God. Absolutely. That's part of it, but look within and recognize what is it that you need to be um, implementing in order to protect your own wellness and happiness, right? And then that way, once you are protected, once you are truly experiencing guilt-free self-care, then you're going to have more bandwidth, if you will, more mental real estate to take on these um, concerns, to take on this resentment that you may be experiencing or lack of communication and frustration. So take that moment recognize what your quality self-care is and implement it on a consistent and regular basis that's my prayer for you um and so i just wanted to wrap up with that and i know that there that can be an overwhelming thought right do more self-care and so to simplify my my challenge is for you to implement one quality self-care thing each and every day that when you rest your head at night you can Praise God and say thank you for allowing me to take care of myself, whatever that looks like. It could be a variety of things. The scripture I want to close out with is Ephesians 4, verse 2 and 3. And it says, Accept life with humility and patience, making allowances for each other because you love each other. Make it your aim to be at one in the spirit, and you will inevitably be at peace with one another. I think that's a beautiful way to remember that we need to be patient with one another. We need to be patient with ourselves. And as soon as you can heal those wounds that you have within, then you'll be able to be the best wife that you were made to be, that God created you to be. So my prayer is that you each will be able to take this time and take this message and fully Fully start this journey, right? Towards this guilt free self care, which is going to lead you to a beautiful relationship because then you will be able to pour out all of those beautiful gifts that you are able to, right? That God has blessed you to be able to do. I'm so grateful for your time and I hope and pray that this message was powerful.
0: Thank you so much, Becky. Ladies, you can find Becky and her team over at iownmenow.com. We will link to that in the show notes. Go over, check her out, check her resources out. They're fantastic. Thank you, Becky. Recently, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I shared at a bridal shower and they said, just, you know, share for five, 10 minutes on anything you want. And that is incredibly difficult for me because, you know, I want to talk about it all day long. But I was excited to just pray whatever God wanted this bride to be to hear. And essentially what I shared about is just what I want to kind of expand on what Becky was talking about and what our topic of this episode is, which is to own your part. Because I am so certain we, we see all throughout scripture, two main themes and Like coming out through scripture regarding marriage. One is that God created marriage to be beautiful. He created it with Him in mind, right? It's to magnify God's ingenious design and creation story, okay? We get in the way of that. We get in the way of that, and the enemy wants to create division because. God, Jesus, before he went to be crucified, his last prayer was that we would be in unity. He is for oneness, for unity within marriage, within all of his people. And yet we get in the way and also there's an enemy out to destroy and cause division between you and your husband. And I am certain that communication is one of the easiest, most simple ways that the enemy loves to get in between you and your husband, not to mention again, our own shortcomings, right? So when we experience difficulty in marriage, the only thing we really can do is to own our part. Owning our part in what went wrong, owning our part in how we feel, owning our part in humility, in going to God in prayer, just owning our part. And what happens so often is when there's miscommunication in particular, it's more difficult for us to own our part because what we begin to focus on is what we want them to admit or change or uh, come to us with. And so it's really hard for us to uh, humble ourselves, go to God in prayer with it, and go to our spouse with something that actually, you know what, even though we can be thinking, even though I'm hurt by XYZ, I can acknowledge this part in that. I can acknowledge where I, whatever, right? Right. And so we can own our part. What happens when we do that is essentially we are saying we're disarming our spouse and we're disarming the enemy because this is essentially what it comes down to. As a wife, you will pursue unity in communication. You will pursue unity with your, within your marriage, within all areas when you hold tight to what your marriage actually is, which is it's a ministry. Jesus is for oneness. He is for unity within your marriage because he knows that you have a powerful opportunity to reflect his goodness within your marriage. So everything you do, wherever you work, play, and you live, and same with your husband, where he goes, what he's doing, you are Experiencing and you are glorifying the Father through how you are loving each other and in everything you're doing, it's a ministry. Even when you're not together physically, you are a ministry together and you're stronger as you do that. So, owning your part in marriage and miscommunication can simply look like saying, I know that you're upset. I know that I'm upset, but this does not change our mission. This does not change who God has called us to be and created us to be together. I love you. I am for you. Let's pray about this together. I want to just get rid of my frustration and hear what the Lord has for us, what he's doing for us right here, right now. Because even though I feel this way, I want to know what he's working out in us because it's a team. The ministry of being, becoming more like Christ requires us to humble ourselves, even in those moments where we're hurt, where we feel sad, where we are frustrated, where we feel like we're not being heard. Because again, what that does is it softens our hearts and our husbands. And it disarms the enemy because we have the power of the Holy Spirit living within us. And therefore we have the power to say, this work, whatever's happening, whatever's coming between us, whether it's my shortcomings or yours or straight up, this is an attack from the enemy. We have the power of the Holy Spirit living within us and we are claiming victory over this issue. We trust, we can trust and believe that the Lord is going to work it out. So even amidst this confusion in our marriage, we are on the same team. We are for each other. And so you can create unity and you can disarm the situation as you proclaim that truth to yourself, to your husband, in front of your kids, and to the Lord. So I just encourage you with that because that unity is a choice and the enemy loves to get into your head and create doubt and division in your thoughts about who your husband is, who you are, and your marriage. And so I just want to speak that over to you today, uh, ladies. If you are currently frustrated, if you have the tendency during frustration in your marriage to go to this catastrophic thinking, where you think that he's against you, that uh, your your marriage isn't working, that you guys are doomed, you know, fill in the blank, uh, or when you just feel like I don't even know what to say, I I'm afraid to say something, or I don't know how to say something, or. I just, whatever the situation is, I just want to speak over you now that you would cling to the Holy Spirit, the power living within you, that you would deny the work of the enemy, that you would say, in the name of Jesus, you see who you are who he's created you and your marriage to be. And that is what you are for. And you will do anything to surrender to the will of the father so that you and your husband can experience more in marriage. Uh, and so anyway, ladies, I thank you for listening. And listen, please, I just want you to know that you are so loved. Um, wherever you're at, we get so many messages. We would love to hear from you. It's like one of my favorite things to do is to respond to you. You can follow us anywhere on social media, Instagram, or uh, Facebook, and just send us a message. And I love to pray over you. I love to respond to your needs or just ideas or questions. I love them so, so much. So I'm just sending a great big hug to you today, friend, and um, just love you so much. Again, go check out Becky Lardson at iomynow.com. And ladies, we will see you back here next week for an all new episode. Bye-bye.